Do you ever just want to be a plant so you can photosynthesize and die? <laughs> yeah. like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the podcast, where a couple of depressed Gen Z Christians sitting around discussing random crap. From Minecraft YouTubers to the meaning of life. Hi, I'm Abigail. I'm Scarlett. And Shas is not here. He's not here. He's... We murdered him. He, we didn't murder him. <laughs> For legal reasons, we did not murder him. Well... <laughs> <laughs> no, Shasta is... He's busy. He's out of town, mm-hmm. actually. We he won't... Is. I guess we can't tell Yeah, he texted where me he a is. picture of his mother digging a uh, rock out of his foot <laughs> with a steak knife. And I that, don't really know what's a, going on there, but... And to be honest, that's not a surprising occurrence for Shasta. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the thing. So it's spring break, I guess. So that's why he's not here. Yeah. Unfortunately. But he's with us in spirit. Yes, he is. <laughs> Shasta. Anyway, so... <laughs> I think I think any time we think of something that Shasta would say, we should just say it in a nasal voice. <laughs> in, the, in the Shasta nasal voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that really is just how he talks. It's <laughs> so it's funny. Really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Alright, so now that we've established that, mm-hmm. today we're talking about Gen Z and trauma mm-hmm. and the connection between the two. So, uh, I saw this video on the old YouTubes. It's called Gen Z is Traumatized by a YouTuber called Elliot Sang. Thank you, Elliot Sang. Not sponsored, but we would love to be sponsored by Elliot if if you are listening which you're probably not. But if you are, we would love to be sponsored because we're both poor. Anyway. (laughs) And we don't have any subscribers or Patreons. We're just a couple of people inside someone's bedroom. Not your bedroom, just someone's. Just just somebody's... They don't even know. They don't even know we're here. We just climb through a random person's window and start talking in their bedroom. Yep. No, we're in Scarlett's bedroom. Anyway, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to kind of talk about the video and our thoughts on it, because I thought it was really interesting. I listened to it this morning. (laughs) I listened to most of it about 30 minutes before we started, uh, uh, 25 minutes before we started recording, which is unfortunate because the video is 30 minutes long, so... (laughs) Uh, I didn't quite listen to the last five minutes, but it's fine. It's okay. It's okay. I listened to it. So, but before we get into that, mm-hmm. how are you? How you doing? Today has actually not been that bad. Today has been all right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, it's hard to put into words, but the noise level has been a medium. Mm-hmm. Uh... I've had a hard last, like, week or so. Mm-hmm. It's just been a little bit of a bra moment. Yeah. But it hasn't been terrible. It's been, like, what used to probably... It, it would have been a terrible, terrible week if I didn't have all of, like, the coping mechanisms that I have now set into place. Therapy. Therapy! <laughs> I highly recommend. Yes. Um, highly but, recommend. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, like, mediocre. Yeah. Like, le- mediocre leaning to bad. A CSE. Yeah. So-so. Yeah. Más o menos. How about you? I, right now, I'm pretty good because I'm here and I'm distracted. Yay! <laughs> but the past few weeks have been very difficult, um, stressful, 
And also, I've just been having a hard time, and I'm not completely sure why, to be honest. But I'm here, so... Yeah. I guess, I guess... I'm happy you're here. Thanks. I appreciate that. I'm happy you're here. Yay. I'm not so sure about me, but I'm happy that you're <laughs> here. <laughs> I do also want to point out that Scarlet has a little gnome man just mm -hmm. in her plant, and I love him so much. And he doesn't have a name. He doesn't. So, if anyone has any names <gasps> for a little gnome... Maybe I'll make that the poll on make that, Spotify. Yeah, make that on Spotify, poll. go down, and there's a little there's a little button that says, it's question. It's probably going to be like, give me gnome name. Gnome name. <laughs> and, and then you got to give me a gnome name. <laughs> gnome name. <laughs> I think that's just what this podcast episode should be called. Gnome name. Gnome name! In all it, caps. It's, it's not going to be about the topic that we're discussing. <laughs> it's just going to be called... No name. <laughs> <laughs> so oh I will describe gosh. him to you for the audio listeners, even though audio listeners are all we have. We don't have any visual watchers. But audio listeners, he is a little guy. He has a little red sweater and he has a little gray hat. Not a little gray hat. His gray hat is about twice the size of him. <laughs> um, it's very large and it's gray and it has little red... Are these stars? There's little red stars mm -hmm. on it. I think he's a Christmas ornament. It is. He <laughs> he's is. a little Christmas ornament, and I love him. And so his hat is covering his eyes, and you can just see his little nose and his little white beard. And he's adorable, and he can he's fit adorable. perfectly into Scarlet's plant pot. And he sits there and he's watches us. Cute. He's about, like, three inches tall total. Yeah. Or four inches tall. He's very good. I got him from a little... And that's including his hat. So his yeah. actual body is actually like one inch tall. <laughs> He's very small. And I love him. He was procured from a fair trade little market as well. So Ooh, fair trade market. The people market. who made him were actually paid well. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, so you went into a back alleyway and... <laughs> oh! <laughs> so here's your gnome, ma'am. <laughs> you got the goods. You got the gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> you the got gnome the money? is fabric and not, uh, uh, not what's it? Made, of, uh, drugs. made of, cl of glass or drugs, uh, for the record. Not, <laughs> not containing it's, anything. It's uh, not know. made of promise. meth crystals. <laughs> I promise. Although that would be very funny. That would be funny. Anyway, my moon. No, 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 no say it. No. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> say, my gnome is made of meth crystals. What about your gnome? My gnome is made out of plastic. <laughs> L. L plus ratio. L plus ratio. So, now, let's let's move on into our next segment. Yes. <laughs> Gen Z is traumatized. Yay, trauma! Yay! So, again, like I said earlier, it's from this video. Gen Z is traumatized by Elliot Sang on YouTube. Thank you very much, Elliot, for... For your video. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> I thought that'd be really interesting because when it was, I think it was two weeks ago, mm -hmm. we were talking about it, talking about like the trauma surrounding Gen Z. And I was like, mm -hmm, there's a lot we can talk about here. Mm -hmm. And I think it'd be a really interesting topic. Yeah. So, yeah. And I found that video and I was like, I want to watch this. One of the things I thought was really interesting that he brought up is there was a TikTok from a licensed therapist mm -hmm. where she talks about little T trauma and big T mm -hmm. trauma. That, like, little T trauma is, like, still valid trauma that 
because I think all trauma is like the stresses and mm-hmm. stressful events that cause emotional, mm-hmm. long-lasting reactions or whatever. Mm-hmm. So little T trauma is something that everybody experiences. Right. Like, everybody has traumatic, traumatic events happening in their life. Mm-hmm. And big T trauma is like trauma that there's a before and there's an after. Right. And I thought that was really, really well put. Yeah, um, that is really well put. And I thought about like COVID, but and, and he brought up the example of 9-11. Like mm-hmm. 9-11, there was like before 9-11, yeah. and now there's after 9-11. Like everything changed mm-hmm. in America. And um, that's a that's a collective trauma. And that's, a, yeah, so that that's was a collective trauma. What I think is interesting, so 9-11 was like a collective trauma for, I guess, Gen X, before yeah. Gen X, maybe a little bit of millennials. Hmm. Um and then I'm, I'm guessing you were about to talk about COVID. That mm-hmm. was the collective trauma of, like, Gen Z mm-hmm. and also millennials and I'm sure Gen X because that affected a lot of people. So yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I wanted to <laughs> I no, wanted no, to say no, collective trauma. So what? Continue your thoughts. No, that was good. I, I completely agree with that. It, it, um, it's interesting. I was at the dentist earlier this week, and I was talking to my dentist about this. Your dentist? I was talking to my dentist. Actually, it was my dentist technician. She was cleaning ah, my teeth. Yes. And we were talking about that everything, because she was saying more and more and more of her patients mm-hmm. reference everything back to COVID. Yeah. So, like, oh, my last my last time that I had, I, my teeth was cleaned was... It was a little bit after COVID, mm-hmm. so that means it was, like, 2021 or mm-hmm. whatever. Or, oh, I did it right before COVID. I know that was, like, end of 2019 yeah. or 2018. It's, like, it was such a big event, and it's so established in our mind. 2020 is when COVID started. Yeah. Like, and it was such a big deal that every, all of our timeline, all we know it is in reference to when COVID. Pre and post COVID. Or, I yeah. guess, during COVID. Yeah. Pre, during, and post I mean, we're still in it, but not as extreme as we were a few years ago. Yeah. That's so weird, because I've been thinking, it's 2023. Yeah. That was three years ago. That's insane. And that does not feel like it was three years ago. Uh, yeah. Because I was just thinking about it the other day, and I was like, oh my gosh. COVID, I guess, what is it? It's March. So, like, exactly three years ago. Mm-hmm. Was like when school shut down. Yeah. And that's just so weird to think about. That's so crazy. It's crazy because it's like, you know, thinking before COVID, what was happening? And then it hit. And then yeah. I think, you know, I think that's such a big thing. It's a, it's a collective trauma. Yeah. That everyone, not even just America, like everyone in the world yeah. can understand. That hit every everyone. Not like, because 9-11 was more concentrated in America. Yeah. I mean, yeah, other countries were supporting America and all of that stuff. But COVID, that was worldwide. (laughs) That was a pandemic. I mean, and I was thinking about this also, like, just in, in response or thinking about Gen Z. That just, COVID, like a pandemic just seems so normal now. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, there was a pandemic. And then you actually think about it, and it's like, that was a pandemic. That was a <laughs> worldwide whatever that was, like, people were dying. Yeah. And that was traumatic. And that's just a part of our life now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think that's so crazy. Actually, I watched this TikTok. 
I don't have TikTok, but it, I think it came up on my <laughs> YouTube. Um, and it was a video of this guy and it was like the only thing that'll wake up Gen Z. And so this guy was sleeping and there were all of these sirens and like gunshots <laughs> and people screaming and all of this stuff happening and they were just sleeping through it. And then their phone went ding and then they woke up and looked at their phone and I thought that was really funny. <laughs> it is really funny. That's great. Is that my phone buzzing? No, that's my phone oh, okay. buzzing. I was just being undisturbed. Okay. Because I was like, is that mine? I feel bad if it's mine. <coughs> so, yeah. Anyway, so Gen Z is traumatized. Like we were yeah. talking about, I don't know. If, I guess I it, was, it was last week. Was it week last before. week or two weeks ago? It was It was at some point. Um, you know, people talking about, oh, Gen Z is snowflakes and blah, 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 and all of that. It's like, what I thought was really interesting, what Elliot said in uh, his video and I was looking for his pronouns, but I, they're, they don't say their pronouns anywhere. And I've seen him referred to as he, him, so I'm just going to use he, him pronouns. Um, so Elliot, in his video, he said, I don't know, he just, he had a lot of grace and understanding, like a bigger picture and understanding of everything that was kind of going on. And I thought it was fascinating how he put it. <laughs> It was, it was, he said, like, you know, everyone's just trying to live the best way they can. Yeah. And concerning, like, trauma, what I thought was really interesting when he talked about uh, cancel culture was that's actually a response. That was interesting, too. To trauma. And that's yeah. actually a, you know, people have seen or experience these bad things happening and they want to stop that cycle so bad that they turn to cancel culture and canceling mm -hmm. that person so they will stop this cycle of evil yeah. and bad things happening. And I thought that was really interesting because when I think of cancel culture, I'm like, oh my gosh, people get, you know, they're so over the top. Yeah, people do bad things, but everyone deserves a second chance, blah, 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 blah. But him saying that, I realized everyone's just trying to live the best way they can and yeah. the best way they know how. And that's actually something my therapist said, because I've talked a lot about um, my childhood and being a kid and having... I mean, okay, so I have little T trauma. I don't have, I don't have big stuff that's really happened, I don't think. Not that I remember, at least, <laughs> or know of. Um, but, like, a lot of little T trauma. So when I was a kid, like, seven, um, my family has a lot of uh, mental illness stuff. So we have a lot of anxiety and depression and OCD in my family. And just thinking back to a little child, you know, experiencing my older siblings, who are six and seven years older than me, going through that stuff and seeing that stuff and how I responded to that and, you know, my own personal anger and frustration with how I'm responding now and then pointing back to me as a child, my therapist said, you were a kid and you were just living, you were living the only way you knew how. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's a very grace-filled way to put it for everyone, especially Gen Z. And, you know, calling people snowflakes and, you know, saying, oh, we had it worse than you or, oh, cancel culture is awful. Everyone's just trying to live the best way they know how. And I think, you know, that comes out in a different way with Gen Z, especially with everything that has happened, you know, COVID. And we are very online. So 
I don't want to be the person who's like, oh, it's all the phone's fault. But I will say we were not made to know as much as we do. Yeah. Like, I think the news has really contributed to a lot of the depression and anxiety because mm. we weren't made to know everything that's going on because we're not God. <laughs> because it's hard to know what's just going on in your community. That's really hard. It's hard to, you know, be present in that. Mm. And it's even more difficult to know what's going on in Ukraine and in Russia and in UK and all over there. I think I think the internet and social media has been fantastic and great for you know, connecting with other people. I think that's wonderful. But I don't think we're supposed to know all of the big things that happen. Hmm. I don't think we were made to know that much and I don't think it's good for us to know that much. So I think in response to all that we know and all that we see it comes out in, you know, it's trauma. It is. Knowing stuff like that is yeah. traumatic and it's hard. And I think what people don't understand is that older people who are calling Gen Z snowflakes didn't know as much as we know. They, I mean, they didn't have access to it. Yes, they had it hard. I am, <laughs> I am not dis discounting that. Yes, absolutely. I think everyone has had it. Every generation has had their own struggles, and that is very valid. But I feel like Gen Z is a very special case because of how much we know. Yeah. And also, you know, all the things we've been through. I mean, even as younger, because Gen Z is pretty young, and COVID, a war, you know, fear with new wars, and all of these awful things that have happened that just mark our existence i think is really hard and i don't know i just i just like how much grace elliot put in into his video saying you know everyone's just trying to live the best way they know how yeah so anyway i think those are some very valuable thoughts i liked especially um i think what you were saying i think i would definitely agree that knowing so much right now definitely is not always healthy. Mm -hmm. And I, I think in most cases, yeah. Knowing <laughs> all of... Like, I think I watched... Uh, I think it was a... Because coming into the year of 2023, I watched a, like, a seven-minute box recap mm -hmm. of like 2022, mm -hmm. where they like just went through a bunch of like different... I think it was Vox. It might have been something else. But it was like they just went through a bunch of like the really popular viral, viral clips and memes and like big news stuff that happened. It was like seven minutes long. Mm -hmm. I feel like the first two minutes, I was like, oh my gosh! I recognize that. Oh, haha, ha, yeah. that's so funny. And then by minute four, I was literally like weeping. Yeah. Because like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so heavy. Like all this stuff happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That said, I do think, I, I'm not sure if I agree on the that we weren't made to know everything. I think that, I mean, obviously we aren't made to know everything. <laughs> but like, I, I think that there is a lot of value of knowing what's going on in the world. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think that the way in which it's happening right now mm -hmm. is an unhealthy way. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that knowledge is very powerful and well, very valuable. Absolutely. I'm not, I don't disagree with and, that. Yeah. Just saying. I, yeah. And I recognize that. Yeah. I recognize that. Um, but I definitely think the problem is, and I was thinking about this, and then what differentiates how Gen Z processed 
uh, COVID, I think, mm-hmm. and a lot of other generations, is we were already growing up online. Right. And when COVID happened, everybody went online. Mm-hmm. And everything went online. Right. And so all of a sudden, it wasn't just, oh, we go online for fun. It's like, well, our lives are online right. now. And and all of, this, all of the discourse surrounding these big world events, instead of them being we learn about them online and then we talk about them in person, mm-hmm. it's we learn about them online and we scream at each other online and about we, them. And we live it online. And we live it online. Yeah. But, like, I guess when we, when we talk about it and we bring it on the table, it gets so much more civil and it's so right. much more productive mm-hmm. but when you're online and everybody it, you know, like you were saying like cancel culture mm-hmm. it, it just it, it creates very toxic mm-hmm. environments for everybody mm-hmm. um yeah absolutely so, yeah. that is really interesting i hadn't i hadn't thought about that before and yeah I, I do think i would agree with you because before it's like oh we'll go online to talk to our friends and play games and share mm-hmm. memes and it'll be fun it'll be funny and then you know we can get off and go to sleep but now Everything is online. Our entire lives are online. Whether we want them there or not. (laughs) Because of COVID, you know, it's like school went online. The news is now all in our our Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Which, I mean, you know, it was before, but I don't think as much as it is now. And it's so in your face. And I think he said something was like, uh, Elliot Sang said something about like seeing all these uh, controversies and bad things that have happened to even like creators and artists and reading about that. And then after reading it, he said, I just feel so broken Hmm. and bad and dark after reading that. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure if he's a Christian. He's probably not. He might be, I don't know, but I, I don't know. I just feel like the language he used, I was like, Hmm, that's very Christian language, <laughs> you know, yeah. just the way he gave grace and, you know, we're all living, trying to live the best way we can and, you know, feeling broken uh, Yeah. with my air quotes uh, after reading really heavy and hard stuff. I, I think that's very accurate vernacular. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, you feel broken after that. And I think that's could be a possible reason as to why there's so much depression and anxiety. And of course, I also think that now we have more knowledge of mental illnesses Yeah. that now we're just pointing it out. I think before it was, you know, I've heard people say, oh, when I was a kid, no one had all these this and that and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, they did. You just didn't know. Yeah. You they did, and either they were put in, in facilities and insane asylums, or you just didn't know. Because yeah. you were a kid, and you didn't know, and you didn't care. Whereas now, that's such a big part of Gen Z, is the struggles we go through. And pointing it out and saying, oh yeah, that's, that's a problem. That's what I'm going through. And I really do think we just want community. We just want people to understand us. And I think people give so much, I don't know, people, people aren't very nice to others who are saying, you know, self-diagnosing, which I don't think is, you know, I think there is some, I think there's a place for that. If you can't be diagnosed, I'm trying to be really sensitive Mm -hmm. here. I do think there's a place for that. 
when you can't get diagnosed or if you're just trying to help yourself and that's the only way you can is by saying you have this, I think there is a place for that. Mm -hmm. But also, I do think some people are just saying that I have this because we feel so broken and disconnected and hurt. Mm -hmm. So I really do think we just want community. We just want people to understand. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's such a big thing is social media, it's meant to connect people, but we can't see anyone we're talking to that it feels so disconnected. Yeah. And I, re- I we really just want someone to understand. Yeah. So, anyway. One of the things... Um that I, I saw <clears throat> I, so I have an acquaintance or two mm-hmm. that are very into Andrew Tate I'm still and listening so by the way I've had some conversations with them mm-hmm. and I've also looked up some clips that they were referring to to understand more about them not to justify Andrew Tate at all because mm-hmm. I think he's a horrible horrible man <laughs> um, but I was just trying to understand why they were so like intrigued by Andrew mm-hmm. Tate And one of the things that Andrew Tate said that I thought was just very intriguing is he was like, and I'm probably not quoting this exactly right, but he was like, he he said some things about like, well, I don't believe in mental illnesses because like, yes, you can be diagnosed with depression, but if you're having a bad day, you can't just blame it all on that mental illness. Mm -hmm. And another time where he said something along the lines of like, yes, one of the reasons that I don't believe about mental illnesses here is because, like, right now, in another place, in Syria, there is probably a little boy who's lost his family who has nothing else to do but to wake up every day and put on one of his two outfits and go out and work, and he does it. And he doesn't take time to have a mental health day, and he doesn't have uh, therapy to process his trauma or his grief or his depression, but he just keeps doing it. And I thought, like... Yeah, that is terrible that that little boy has to go through that. And it is amazing that they're able to keep going. But it's so invalidating to all of the other trauma that exists. Mm -hmm. Like um, the one thing we were talking about, there's big T trauma and there's Mm -hmm. little T trauma. And there's a variety of different kind of trauma. But I guess, and, and I had this conversation with Shasta recently, even even in our lives, because we've had a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had several big traumatic experiences, big T traumas. Mm-hmm. And some of them have been more impactful on my life than others. And And this is what we said that I thought was interesting. We came to the conclusion that different trauma makes us look at trauma differently. Mm-hmm. So when we experience something that has impacted our life more, we're like, well, this was the big event. And this other thing didn't really matter as much. Mm-hmm. But if we go back and, like, me in, in therapy recently, like, diving into a lot of the other trauma that I've experienced, like, oh, my gosh, that actually was way bigger than I realized. Mm-hmm. And it's impacted me way more than I thought it did. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what people do a lot with the generations. Like, well, okay, sure, like, maybe you guys are going to maybe go through World War Three, But, like, we didn't have a <laughs> mental health crisis when we did go through May- World War Two, So, like... <laughs> Like you guys are, you guys are fine, and I or or like like, I think it in a lot of instances people will refer back to other big traumatic events which are really real and like those people suffered a lot from mm-hmm. them and say like well, well, you guys didn't go through that, mm-hmm. so y'all are fine. Mm-hmm. Well, 
that just because we didn't go through the same level of trauma or a different kind of trauma that affected us in a different way doesn't mean that the, the current trauma that Gen Z is going through isn't valid or isn't right. real. It's like, did you drown in 10 feet of water or 2 feet? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter because you still drowned. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, really, that's really interesting. I was just thinking as you were talking uh, about how Gen Z is responding to different types of trauma. Because you say, you know, people like Andrew Tate and other people from different generations are like, oh, well, you're fine. Because, you know, yeah. these, these other people are going through this and they're getting through it. It's like, I think I could be wrong, but I have a hunch that Gen Z is a lot more sensitive to struggle than other generations mm. are. I'm, I'm not saying sensitive in a bad way, because I'm a very sensitive person. And I, I have a hunch that Gen Z is a lot more sensitive. And like, so, like aware yeah, of? Yeah, of struggle and difficulty. And also because we see other people's struggle and other people's difficulty. And I think, I could be wrong, but this is something that I do. I think we may take on that struggle. Like, not as, you know, oh, it's my fault, but, like, take it on and think about it all the time and dwell on it. Because I do that. And I think I've had a lot of difficulty and more, like, vicarious trauma because I am such a sensitive person. So having other people in my life going through something really difficult has really impacted me. Hmm. Even though I didn't go through that. So just seeing other people struggling has really affected me and how I struggle. Mm. And so I, th I think Gen Z, since we see so much and since we know so much, I think that makes it more difficult to, you know, I just think it just makes it difficult to live. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was a lot more eloquent in my head and now I'm saying it and I, words are hard. That so. happened to me too. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> words are very difficult. Um, but, yeah. Did you drown in <laughs> 10 feet or 2 feet? Yeah. You, you still drowned. Yeah. And it's like, did you drown in mud or, I don't know, Orbeez? <laughs> <laughs> you still drowned. Did you drown in Mr. Beast's house of Orbeez? <laughs> Mr. Beast. <laughs> that kind of segues into another thing that Ooh. Elliot Sang was talking about was repression and humor. Oh, yeah. And how... that was interesting. Because you just did a did. deep dive into Gen Z humor. And I think that's it's really interesting, because especially what you were talking about in your deep dive, because you talked about it yesterday, and I thought it was really interesting, talking about dark humor and how that's mm -hmm. a coping mechanism. And I think that's such a big thing yeah. with Gen Z is I see a lot of memes about, you know, like depression and anxiety and like suicide and stuff like that. Yeah. And because I've struggled with that, I can go, <laughs> that's funny, and then save it to my Pinterest board. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> instead of Instead of looking at it and being worried about it. Like, oh, that's a really concerning thing. I'm like, huh, that's funny. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so, yeah, I think humor is a big way Gen Z copes yeah. with everything going on. Because, you know, I think when you have people not listening to you and saying all this stuff like you're a snowflake, blah, 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 I think we turn to something else that we can 
connect with other people on. Yeah. Which is memes and humor and stuff that we can all laugh at and say, oh, I do that. Yeah. That's a vine. <laughs> I do that. I actually used to be very disturbed by heart, dark humor. Really? <clears throat> and there's some dark humor that I still am very not okay with. Right. Like, there are some subjects that I just don't think it's okay to joke about. Right. But then I, I was I was disturbed by, like, all dark humor, and then I got depressed and had trauma happen. <laughs> I, I can literally remember, like, because I have big T trauma, right. and I can remember, like, the before and, like, like I have that before and after. Right. I, I can remember instances in the before of a mm-hmm. lot of my big T trauma where, like, memes were sent into my middle school group chat. And, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is, like... I'm not, I don't feel okay with this. And then, like, the after yeah. and memes were sent, the YouTube, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. It's, it's just interesting how, I, I think, um, yeah, how Gen Z collectively, like, right. it's a very cultural thing. It is. Has, has gone through a lot, and this is the outlet that we've chosen. Right. While press generations have chosen different ways of repression. Of repression, mm-hmm. yeah. And I also do think, you know, we do repress <laughs> because, yeah, you know, I yeah, think we do. Absolutely. We do. Um, some, oh, there's a squirrel. <gasps> squirrel. Anyways. There he went. Nope. <laughs> oh, <my> gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Audio listeners, you sure did hear that, but love you to death. <laughs> Scarlet just slammed her table and everything shook. <laughs> It's a very wobbly table. It is a very wobbly table. Anyway, <laughs> I got distracted by the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about repression, um, I do think that's another coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And also probably a reason why we use memes instead of <laughs> going to therapy. <laughs> yep. Um, is a way of coping with the repressed whatever that we're dealing with. By being able to laugh at it, it feels not as big. It yeah. feels not as scary. Hmm. Ooh, that's interesting. That is interesting. Hmm. I hadn't thought about that before. Yeah. And it just came out of my mouth. Hmm. Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Fascinating. Love it when that happens. I, yeah, it's like you say something and it's like, I did not come up with that. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, I saw this really interesting video where... Um, it was about, it was a, it's, it'll take too long to explain all the specifics, but mm-hmm. oversimplification, it was about, like, all of these young girls who had been saved out of very traumatic situations and were kind of in this, not really rehab facility, I think that, that's, that has a lot of negative connotations. Mm-hmm. It really was, it felt like a summer camp sort mm-hmm. of thing. So they stay in this facility with other older women who have also been through a lot of traumatic experiences mm-hmm. and they just, like, help them. Um, be kids and mm. play with toys mm. and like do fun stuff and play outside and learn like life skills and schooling, but all within like a safe context mm-hmm. that they know is safe and stuff. And one of the things that I thought they did that was really interesting that feels it it was just so heartbreaking to mm. me to watch, but it was so interesting because I wouldn't think about this. Like they do a lot of stuff that is distracting from like their past life, mm-hmm. but then. Uh, and I'm actually fairly certain it was a Christian facility, too. Mm-hmm. I don't remember all the details, but then they did this this therapeutic, this this their therapy was mm-hmm. they all went into a room where they dimmed the lights and they played, like, sad music. Mm-hmm. And it's all these little girls who are, like, probably 8, 10, 12 mm-hmm. years old. 
and they had all had pillows and they had their faces in the pillows mm-hmm. and the the lady who's like the main lady who runs it and is like i want you to like think about your past mm-hmm. and think about all of the things that happened to you and nobody was there to help you and that is heavy and that is hard mm-hmm. and like the girls would just be like sobbing into their pillows and it was just so heavy to watch mm-hmm. and so hard but i think that that practice of just like lamenting mm-hmm. and weeping and like crying over the hard things mm-hmm. and treating them as something that's heavy and not just something to be laughed about which mm-hmm. it's okay to laugh about like right. to have there's a time sometimes there's a time for that but there also is a time to like address that yeah this is heavy and to grieve and to grieve yeah like all that we've lost and all that we've been through. Yeah. But and also, I think for all generations. Absolutely. And for, like everyone who's. Yeah, I think every single person should do that. Yeah. Whether you're like our analytics, whether you're 15 to 18 or 18 to 25 or, or 50 to 60, you should absolutely <laughs> grieve. And I think that's yeah. a very beautiful, difficult, yes. Yeah. But beautiful and helpful and validating process. Yeah. And healing process. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, again, Yay. name the gnome. Put the gnome name. Gnome name. Put the gnome name in the the area below if you're on Spotify. Check in the description for the gnome name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, my friends. We're doing great. Yeah. You're doing a good job. You're doing so good. And I will see you guys next week yay yay we'll be back next week to put to to do the the shasta hasta la ya wait 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 hasta lasagna don't get any on ya (laughs) (laughs) you're doing great if okay also if you're having a hard time just just make it till next week make it to the next podcast you can do it i trust you you got this All right, don't get any pasta on you. Bye. Bye.